You are now listening to The Devon Hour on WKNJ 90.3 FM. Hey everybody, welcome to the Devon Hour. I'm your host Devin, and today Naya and Macy are back. Hello everyone. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah, speak up. Right. I didn't even speak. Goodness. Like I said, hey, this mic is on. No, it's on. Hey y'all. Your mic three. Oh. No, exactly. The mic wasn't on. Now, like I said, hey y'all. <laughs> So yes, uh, today we're going to have a special guest coming in a little bit later, but first, you know, we have to do our usual, mm -hmm. right? So, of course, every week we start off with music, but first, how was your guys' weekend? Naya, how was your weekend? It was interesting. <laughs> what happened? Which which part of what happened this weekend? Girl, what happened this weekend? What happened so special? <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, because right, my brain right. is like, uh -huh, uh -huh. what happened? Okay. Right. Oh, you want me to talk about how I saw the transgender? Well, what you want me to talk about that happened this weekend? I didn't like how you delivered that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the grinder. Oh, well, because the, the whole entire story is connected together. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Bitch, why are you, call why are you calling me? <laughs> there you go. Anyway, um, so I worked at a club, mm -hmm. and on Friday, I just noticed there was a lot of Africans, like, in the club. So, anyway, I served food, and there was these two people that were that were trying to order food. One was a trans. What is what going on? on out there? Uh -huh. One was a transgender, and then the other one, I just didn't have no assumption about what their sexuality was. So then, as he's, like, ordering food, I hear the grinder noise go off, and I go, <laughs> I see you, sis. I heard you. I know you're here, and I'm aware. And then his sister was a transgender, mm -hmm. and I was just like, wow. And then for them to be African, because I heard the accent, I was like, wow. And let me just say that it is amazing how Naya could recognize the grinder sound. In the heat of the club. In the heat of the club while serving food. Yep. That's amazing. I love that so Her much. Her ears went off when she heard it. Right. So as we do every week, we talk about music. So first, we're going to talk about Kidding's EP. I finally got around to listening to you it. Listen to it. I didn't listen to it. Kidding is actually really good. I've oh. been sleeping on Kidding for years. I've always loved like Kidding. Like I like a lot of his music in mm -hmm. such a weird way. Like I listen to him, but then at the same time, I don't listen to him. Right. I listen to a lot of his older projects. Can't think of one Kidding song off the top of my head. I can. I can think of several. I like a lot of his um. His features. He always has like great features. I never sat down to listen to a Kid Ink project, but this project was actually pretty pretty decent. So it was really good. We love you so featuring Sweetie, which is a great track. So yeah, congrats to Kid Ink for releasing something decent for this year. I'm going to continue to bop to it. Next, um, Melly finally sat down to listen to that full on album. Was it that long that you had to say full on album? It wasn't like a long album. It's a cute project, right? Yeah. But, you know, usually artists, they release like an EP or like a mixtape first. So it was, this is legit considered an album. And I was like, oh, I'm shocked. But 
It's not. It wasn't bad. I did feel like a lot of the songs did like sound the same. So like mm-hmm. slow for me featuring Tory Lanez. It kind of sounds similar to like hit my line. Hit my line. I never really got around to listening to it on my own on my own time. And it actually is a bop. You listened to it in my car and you was like, I forgot about Millie. This song slaps. Right. The song is actually like really good. I was listening to it like nonstop yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, Melly, you did what you needed to do on that song. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Melly. You did a decent job. There's another song I like. I think it's called Before, or I, I forgot the name of the song, but it's actually, like, really good. So, Melly, I think congrats. I like this song. It's called Gangster Something. I don't know why I like it. I think it's because she actually, like, raps, raps. Yeah. Because she tends to give us, like, a mix of, like, a I'm rap sing. I'm a rap, I'm a sing, and then I'm talking Spanish. Right. Throwing me off. Right. Uh, so then now we also have Khalid's new album. Did you listen to Khalid? Do you even give Khalid any streams or any spins or anything? No. The only song I know by him is Young, Dumb, and Broke. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Honestly. because mood. When I first listened to his uh, first record, American Teen, I was like, I do not. <laughs> I did not like it at all. I said, what kind of Sith pop bullshit is he trying to spin on us? <laughs> So I I did not like it at all, but going into this record, it was pretty decent. Are you looking at the? <laughs> yeah, he's going. I saw that he was he's coming to Philly on my birthday, mm-hmm. but I don't like him enough to go to his concert. The album is pretty decent. Give it some streams. No. Give it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, did you listen to that country song? Oh, we're gonna get to um. Did Lil you Nas. see K Michelle's video no. on Twitter? I didn't first even hear all, the song. First no, of all, K Michelle should have been dropped a country record. It's about time. Because her last album sounded like, was that her album where I was like, this sound like country music? Yes, yep. That was the album. Uh, Anderson Pack, he's releasing a new album later this year. His, he dropped a new song later this year, soon. Who? Anderson Pack. Girl, how you not know who she Anderson is? Now with you crunching that ice in the mic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hello, was, ASMR. We <laughs> <laughs> still hear it, help. Um, yeah, Anderson Pack, he's dropping a new album. And. I believe it's going to be great. It's going to be one of his better projects. Um, I love, love, love the new single, Make It Better. So shout out to Anderson Pack And King James is a is a good song. Like, he drags almost, like, every single white person on his Oh, planet, yeah, so. I like King James. I so that was that. really good. Didn't y'all talk about him before, like, last week or two weeks ago? Oh, probably. Yeah, I think so. I think we were talking about Tents. Tents, yeah, with Kendrick, yep. Yeah. Great song. Um, and so for today's artist spotlight, we have Lil Nas X. <laughs> and... I don't know. I do not know what caused him to go viral recently. Um, I I could tell you why he went viral. I didn't hear the song. He went viral because basically he was told that his style of music. He's he's like a country singer, but they told him that he wasn't country music. Apparently he's not a country singer. And they knocked him out of the genre. Because the song that came out prior to Old Old Country Town, Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Something. Whatever, Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> right, right. The song that came out prior to that was just a straight hip-hop record. And then now he... He ain't no, he ain't no country artist. He just <laughs> want to secure a country coin. And right. And said not today. But either way, it is a country song. It and is. it deserves to get yeah. put on the country and billboard. And Billy Ray Cyrus then put himself on it. And yep. now so it's now it's officially on there. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it got it did get knocked off a country billboard. Yeah. Because apparently it wasn't country enough. But like... Black people make country music. Black people so make country music. They started country music. We started, music. started Exactly. Like, one of the biggest now country all records. Of a it ain't country enough. Right. One of the biggest country records to put the genre on a map was by Ray Charles. <laughs> so, don't get blacker than that if you ask me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the song is not that good. But it, I could see it going off in the club. 
Like I can see once that song comes on, it's gonna go off. Yeah, but it's not. But that's like every club song. <laughs> it's like when you sit down and listen to it, you're like, "This ain't all that." Right. But when you're in the club, you're like, "Oh my god." It's gonna. I'm gonna it, get it, sick of it in the next it, two months. It but heightens your. I didn't hear it's it. It's literally like how Mo Bamba was. Like if you're, it's it's nothing unless you're like in a party setting. <laughs> no one cares about it. Right. Not. <laughs> well. Well, it's literally the same type of thing. Lil Nas X confirmed he will be dropping an album. A country album? Not a country album, an album. And he said that he's going to g- put his all into the record. Girl, don't matter. <laughs> I'm still picking up. Go ahead. <laughs> but that K. Michelle one, that's a bop. K. Michelle, she makes good music, period. So there you go. So now we're going to get into our topics mm-hmm. for Hot Mess. So we're just going to start it off and just get it out the way. So, Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> Nipsey Hussle recently passed last week. He was shot outside of his store. Where, where, where does he, where is he from? L.A. L.A.? Um, yeah, so he was shot and killed, and uh, that's, that's very sad, right? Like, I do not like hearing black people killing other black people. Like, stuff like that, I, I don't like. Um, but there has been a lot of controversy surrounding his death, right? So, first, let's start off with the conspiracy theories. I'm just getting it out the way. It was not government. It was not the government. It was not. Like, come on. No. It was, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't the government. I don't think it had anything to do with Dr. Sebi. You think it has something to do with Dr. Sebi? All I'm going to say is I don't know nothing about nothing. So what do you think it is? He did. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of it. <laughs> Period. So I don't know if it's Dr. Sebi. I just think it's just somebody just shot him. But the dude who was um, charged for his murder apparently was pleaded not guilty. So I don't know. So hopefully they find the person who killed Nipsey. Apparently man. they were friends at one point. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, it's I a weird story. I think he was a snitch. Yeah. That's why the government came into play with it because it was like he got locked up. He was a snitch. Well, da, da, people. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden he got out and Nipsey Hussle was dead. Yeah. Well, people they connected it to Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Oh, oh yeah, I saw I saw that connection and I was like. That girl died in Brazil. Be serious. She died in Honduras. Oh, I didn't even difference. see that connection. Yeah, but did you ever see her documentary mm-hmm. of like how she went to Honduras to like go find herself or something after her album yeah. flopped? Mm-hmm. And well, they know? they show it briefly inside the movie how she went to Honduras. Yeah. And then she was just dead. Yeah, she was in a car accident, and she was in a car accident with like six other people. And she was the only one that died. She's the only one that died. So that's why they're trying to connect it. Yeah, so that's the connection. Not. They shot her dead. That's. She died in the car accident. She legit died in the car. She died in the car. car. That don't mean it was no car accident. Oh. Period. They killed her. Now what you guys on this conspiracy theory stuff. You never know. It wasn't there. We know that she died in a car. We don't know how. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like the guy, like we said, like the guy who was charged for his death has got, was found not guilty. So hopefully they find the person who did shoot Nipsey Hussle and Mm -hmm. find the intent behind it because. What was the point? I don't, I don't. I don't get it. Like, why would you go out LAPD your way? He was shook. I know, right? They were saying rest in peace. I was like, LAPD. yeah, like they the, released the whole statement, mm-hmm. the whole mm-hmm. entire. I really don't understand why. Well, I was shocked too. I was like halfway asleep, and Macy texted me like, "Yeah, Nipsey Hussle died." Literally like thirty minutes before that. Yeah, I was. I, I was had, shocked. I, I was saw, so shocked. I had saw that he had got shot. That was it. Macy was like, "Yeah, he did." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, he did." Yeah, but at the meat of this conversation, there was a lot of backlash because of Nipsey's past comments when it comes to LGBTQ, right? So he posted something like 
last year with like a group of black men. I think it was some program he was doing. And in the comments, like he based, well, in the caption, he's basically grouped in LGBTQ with, well, specifically gay men with sexual assaulters and abusers. So there was backlash against that. And um, I would like to say that there is a time and place for everything, right? Right. Let the man die in peace. Um, I think that this could have been something we could have kept to ourselves, but at the same time... Y'all could have addressed it when it happened. Like, why are we talking no, about no, it No, right no, they, no. We addressed it when it happened. Y'all just don't care because y'all don't care about anything that's LGBTQ. <laughs> so it was addressed. But y- y'all don't care. He also did an interview with The Breakfast Club where... Oh, he didn't necessarily apologize. He just said that Come we... Come on. Am I right. bothering you? Girl, that was right in my ear. Be serious. <laughs> like, Goodness. he did an interview with The Breakfast Club where he addressed the comments, and it wasn't necessarily, like, a, an apology. It mm-hmm. was just, like, we took it out of context. But I don't know what context you could take it out of when you group in that with that. Um, so, what I'm just saying this to say, like, if you are part of the LGBTQ community, you don't you have every right... And you're entitled to not mourn anybody because you don't have to, especially if it's somebody that you believe that didn't necessarily have your best intent. So that's all I'm saying on that one. Wow, you kept um, it short and cute. I thought you were going to like go off. Or no, something. there's no, there wasn't, there's no need to drag Nipsey Hussle's the man's dead. <laughs> but there's no need to drag him. It happened last year. And you said that it was addressed when it happened. And it was so. addressed. So there's no point of going back to it. I just, I'm just saying this to say like he, he was giving back to a lot. He was giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. He was creating his programs. Good, his good outweighed that one comment. Well, okay, now see, it did. Uh, it it did. So I'm doing. So I'm doing. So shocked. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do all this good stuff for all these black people except for the gays. That's the message that is getting put out there. But what I am saying is that he was doing a lot for the community. He was doing a lot of good for the black community. Don't know if he was necessarily had the LGBTQ in his interests or anything, but he was giving back, period. So we could respect what he has done for music and what he has done for um, the community. I still don't know not one song. Me either. Yeah, well, I don't know not one song either. My first initial association to Nipsey was that comment last year. So mm-hmm. I haven't uh, really, I didn't give Victory Lap any streams, but I'm my assuming. My only association was Lauren Hill. I mean, Lauren Hill. Lauren London. Right. And that. He was in a gang. Yeah. So I'm assuming that the album was good because people love it. It's, right? back, it's back on the charts. Mm-hmm. It's back on the charts. So rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. For everybody, I think you guys need to understand uh, time and place. And you need to, even though he didn't necessarily have the best repertoire with the LGBTQ community, let the let the people mourn. <laughs> let them people mourn. Just let them have it. If But if somebody comes at you and you feel the need to drag them, go ahead and do it. Period. So now moving on to Kodak Black. Uh. In light of, not in light, but uh, in association to Nipsey Hussle's death, he was on, was it Instagram Live he was on? Yeah, usually when he says his, when he does his foolishness, he's on Instagram Live. Yeah, so he was on Instagram Instagram Live, and <laughs> Naya looked like she's about to chew you up, Macy. For- I didn't even start chewing yet, she's looking at me. Maybe I'm just going to swallow it whole. You don't know what I'm doing. Well, swallow it. Fuck off. You going to choke <laughs> Goodness. Um, So Kodak Black, he was on Instagram Live, and he was basically saying that he's going to give, what, Lauren London a year to grieve until he wants to go, like, shoot his shot, which I'm just like. Trash. Trash. Well, we knew that. We we knew Kodak was garbage. We knew that. We knew. 
But I think what intrigued me a lot more was the people who addressed Kodak later. So like T.I., uh, Tank, and uh, what's old dude's name? I do not like him. T.I. and Tank and somebody else. Oh, the game. So they all addressed Kodak and just basically, you know, to tell him like that was disrespectful. You need to go fix this and this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, I wish you guys had the same energy for when he was raping women. And the fact that the matter is, nobody even cares about Lauren London. They're saying it out of respect for Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, they don't even care about her. Yeah, they're saying they you need to have respect for Nipsey Hussle. They're not. They don't care. Right. They, they don't. It was just. It's just because Nipsey Hussle recently passed. That's it. Which, granted, Kodak Black, that was disrespectful. But at the same time, keep the same energy. Like you should have been canceled him for what he what he was doing. Right. You guys should have been holding him accountable for. His action. Right. He was just coming at Young and Meg like a couple weeks yes. ago saying that, oh, I don't care if you gay, da 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 da. How you, you not let your pussy penetrate it? Stuff like that. Like, been canceled. <laughs> been canceled. Kodak is, I don't like Kodak. I never did. He always looked like a rat to me. But yeah, T.I., the game tank, like, guys, just shut up. Just like, shut up. Shut up, please, for goodness sakes. We understand what he was doing was disrespectful, but you need to keep that same energy for all these disrespectful dudes that you keep, that you um have out here and that you support. So, in lighter news, Beyonce teased a new documentary for the Coachella performance that she had mm-hmm. last year. Are we excited for that? Is it, it going to be like a behind the scenes or? It's going to be on Netflix. Surprisingly, because usually she works with HBO. So that's surprising. But she just dropped a little, what Netflix just dropped with the title card that said Homecoming and people started flipping their people shits. People went and crazy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't. You know. I don't. I don't know why that I, whole phenomenon about Beyonce at all. I didn't associate the title card "Homecoming" with Beyonce. Maybe I'm just stupid. I associated it with the, uh, you know, the Burning Sands movie that had like, oh my god, Burning Sands. Who? It was a Netflix movie. It was about uh, fraternities. Fryer Fest. No. What? The only the only black movie <laughs> the only movie Burning I know Sands. about fraternities is School Days. No. By Spike Lee. It was, That's the, ne- the only movie I know with sororities and fraternities. The one about the girls? No. Just forget it. We I don't know. know what it is. But I associated that with that, and I was like, oh, part two. That's what I associated with. I didn't think Beyonce. Nothing came across and said Beyonce to me. But um, well, I'm excited. The people that posted it, I was like, oh, okay, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. People could stop, you know, watching the performance off their Google Drive accounts because you know it's not uploaded anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that should be exciting. That was that was good. That was a great show. That was a great performance. I didn't even see it, but still. You how are you gonna say it's a great performance if you never saw it? I don't know. I'm nah. talking about on the run two tour. Nah, yeah. That's what I saw. Nah, yeah. It's not the same. It's not Coach the same at all. Better. It's not the same at all. <laughs> Wasn't it the same year? Yes. That's why it all it all ran together. It's all the same year. No, <laughs> it was two completely yeah. separate performances, girl. She <laughs> barely did you? anything on the on the run tour compared to. Uh, she looked like Coachella. a crackhead on the run tour. Whoa! <laughs> did you not see how she was? And on that note, <laughs> I have to go to class because <laughs> I can't. Naya, I hope the bees things don't hurt when <laughs> they come after you. Who for that? You see, and this is what this is what you get. You're disrespectful. I don't care. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Don't so yeah. Hurt my feelings. <laughs> we're gonna go into a quick music break, and then we're gonna come back 
with an interview. Okay, we're back. Now we have our very special guest, Haas. Yes, known him for a couple years actually. I, I can't, I can't get over how I looked over, look at your account crazy for like the past year. I'm like, I, where do I know this dude from? Where do I know it's this the beard. It's the beard. I ain't have the beard before. <laughs> right. Fun fact: We spent a whole week, week together, weekend. Was it? Nah, it was. Yeah, it was about a weekend. It was a weekend, right? We I spent the three, four days. Yes. Hot mess. <laughs> Hot mess express. Why? What was lit though? I mean, like, aside from, like, my car getting stuck in the sand, like, four different times. Yo, your car got stuck in the sand. I almost got into a fight. <laughs> it was wild. We didn't have the hotel. We didn't have the hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah. We stayed in the car. It cars. was fun, though. I ain't gonna hold. Like, we, we made the best out of nothing. I'm gonna... I know. It was I wild. Know. So, uh, I want you to tell my guests. I want you to introduce yourself and just tell them, like, a little bit about yourself and, like, what you do. All right. Well, I go by the name of Haas. Mm -hmm. I'm a Jersey native straight out of West Orange. Yep. Um, I'm currently coming off of a release from my 2018 project, Twin Fs, um, standing for friends and family. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I'm a part of the Faction Collective, consisting of me, Justy, Terrence Mack, Ryan P, and a few others, like Penny for Thought, AM mm -hmm. Music. Um, we're currently like getting together all our independent projects, EPs, albums. Um, Penny has a joint album coming out with AM. Mm -hmm. Justy has an album coming up. I have an EP coming. Um, me and Terrence, me and Justy are also went working on joint projects. Um, I have Ryan doing a lot of the behind, behind the scenes work right now. Mm -hmm. So we have um, something coming as well. So this year is just like a, a consistent flow of music. Like last year, aside from the album, I dropped a mixtape, mm -hmm. a joint mixtape with Ryan. So it's just like, I want to keep the music flowing. I want to see how everybody responds to it so I know how I can build the album that's coming up. That's awesome. So uh, how long have you been doing music for? When, what, 2019? So I want to say about six, six and a half years now. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so you, have you just been making like your own independent projects? Yeah. And then you started eventually like, working with other like producers and stuff as well right so i started like i really i was more into poetry mm -hmm. through, like on uh, middle school and early stages of high school mm -hmm. and then um i started freestyling and that's when i met on uh, my friend iffy mm -hmm. Iffy taught me how to like kind of transition from freestyling into writing it writing it out into like actual lyrics and then making the lyrics make more sense than the freestyle right. itself so about i think 2014 i released my first track and ep <laughs> was it on SoundCloud? Yeah, <laughs> like that, and it was fun. Like yeah. that's I was really getting um the hang of things. Um, after working with Iffy for such a long time, I started working with Ryan P more. Right, Ryan P pretty much um mentored me throughout the rest. So it was a lot of competition between me and Ryan P to, I guess like battle it out on tracks. You know, like it was a challenge because Ryan had already been doing it for like years prior. So like if I'm six and a half in it, he's like ten years in already, ten mm -hmm. eleven years in. So. It was it was challenging, but um, I had to play catch up to the group that I was in at the time. I was in mm -hmm. um, in AIM Squad. That was another West Orange group. You had um, AIM Squad, and you had MOA South Orange West Orange group. So from that point, I built on. Twenty fourteen was my first EP. Twenty fifteen, I was doing all features. Um, Twenty sixteen, I came back with another project. I got into a car accident, and mm -hmm. I decided to like put a project together, never before now, and. I took a gap year in 2017. I didn't do any music at all. Kind of got my life back together. Then 2018, I decided to come back strong. So was, is everybody in your group from Jersey? No. No? So I'm not AIM Squad no more, but I am Faction. So Faction consists of me and Ryan, which are both West Orange natives. Yeah. Then you have Justy, Penny, AM coming out of um, New York. And then you have Terrence Mack. He's not a New York or a Jersey <laughs> native. He's out there, though. <laughs> 
Yeah. Now I want to get his state wrong, but um, right now he is um, currently residing in New York. So like he's gonna be around for for a lot more that we're doing. Um, right now we're doing a lot of shows. We've been doing the Justin and Friends tour from mm-hmm. last year into this year. So I, I think we're on our third leg right now of the tour. Um, we have another leg coming up. I think about summertime, give or take, early summer. So once that finishes up, I think it's gonna be project mode for res- for the rest of the year, and then we'll close out the year with like a, a few heavy shows, just mm-hmm. like last year. So yeah. So what made you want to work with a group instead of like just you being by yourself? So, even, like, I wouldn't exactly call us a group, mm-hmm. more of, a, like, a collective. So, kind of like a Brockhampton yes. situation, yeah? Yes. Actually, precisely like that. <laughs> so, um, you have, like, people specifically for, like, producing and then writing or people just for, like, videography and all that? We, like, each member of this collective has their own, like, team, per se. Right. You know, so, like, kind of like like how you have ASAP Mob. Right. Everybody kind of do their own thing, but at the same time, like you call, I'd call them a collective before I called them a group. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Fur could stand on his own, Rocky could, could stand on his own, um, ASAP Nas could stand on his own, if you like, if you, especially if you kick up pace, you know, like mm-hmm. some of them are chilling, they getting a thing together, but for the most part, everybody could stand on their own. So I'd call it a, a collective before I called like a, a rap group. Yeah. I so. like how groups or collectives, like th- it is evolving throughout time because we always had, um, group or collectives of people like doing different things i feel like so i love that so much no i I definitely like it like another i look at dreamville aside from like being a label right actually dreamville is one like the main things that i've been talking to everybody about but Mm -hmm. aside from it being a label i feel like it's definitely a collective you know you have um you have a lot of different sounds there you know or like top dog T- and that's what, and the crazy part is with TDE, they have like a more versatile roster, mm-hmm. but I feel like they fall short when it comes to Dreamville. Yeah. Their work ethic, for one, I feel like they they not as consistent as Dreamville has been, especially with like Dreamville has more under the table artists, mm-hmm. you know, artists that kind of haven't like broke through as much as like SZA, um, Isaiah Rashad. Sir, Kendrick, Schoolboy, Schoolboy J Rock, Ab, like you got names that like you really know, and then you start talking to Dreamville roster. Not not enough people know that there's a cause, you know, like not, not enough people know about the the boss. Mm-hmm. People are hearing about Jid, you know, and Jid's been working. I've been I've been watching Jid since like 2013, 2014. So Jid's been, Jid's been out here. I was been listening to Jid since like OG Mako came out, you know. So um, I feel like they they're very much like underrated. Like, they're definitely under the table, but I feel like they work way harder. You know, TD, like, Isaiah Rashad, I've been watching him, and he hasn't dropped a project since the Sun's Yo, he Tyree. hasn't. The Sun's Tyree was the last yeah. time, and it that's 2016. A, it takes such a long time for anybody from TDE to drop any I, project. I, I don't know why. Like, J-Rock and <clears throat> Kendrick, I can say they're, they're consistent. If they're not dropping projects, they're, they're either featured or they're dropping singles. Mm-hmm. Schoolboy, he dropped. He Oscar, just dropped Num Num Juice recently. He dropped Num Num Juice, and he dropped Chopsticks with, with Travis recently. Right. But aside from that, that's after a long gap. Like, he dropped Oxymoron in 14, he dropped Blankface in 16, and then he dipped. Right. And then he recently came back with Numjuice a few weeks ago. And But that's only, like, a minute. Like, it's like a quick freestyle. Yeah, like, it's real short. You yeah. feel me? Like, it's like it's like a trailer track. You know how, like, they drop the album trails online? Yeah. That's what it feel like, a trailer track. It didn't feel like Like, a something's coming, but I'm not going to give you the full thing You feel thing me? Yet. And it's like, we already been waiting, what, two and a half years for, for even a single? I haven't heard Schoolboy Q on yeah. much. I've heard him on, like, the, what, the Black Panther album? Yes, yeah. And even then, like, Isaiah Rashad's been missing, missing. 
Yeah. You know, like I haven't heard him on the Black on Black Panther album. I didn't see his name on the um on the tour that they went on, that full yeah. TDE champion tour. I haven't seen Isaiah. He mm-hmm. did a track with Gold Link in twenty seventeen, I'm lying. Um it's called like Rough mm-hmm. or something like that. But other than that Yeah, like even took SZA forever to drop what? Control. It took forever for Control and to drop. And don't get me wrong, it's a it's a great album. Like she had me, she had me feeling it, you feel <laughs> me? Like you talking side chick anthem and like, I feel you. Like right. I'm here with you, girl, you feel me? But aside from that, like SZA, she kinda dipped. Like I feel like with if you're not Kendrick or J Rock, I feel like they they take the praise that comes with the albums that they drop and then they chill. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's just like anybody doing anything. You give somebody enough compliments, they get comfortable with what they're doing. Yeah. If I tell you you're doing an amazing job, even though there's things that you can still work on, mm-hmm. you're going to feel what I'm saying, and you're going to think that you up there. You're at a peak of like what you're doing. Yeah. You're already being um, on praise by your managers, your whoever. So I'm going to keep doing it this way because nobody's acknowledging the fact that you still have a few other things to do. But at, at the same time, I wanted to tell you that what you are doing, yeah. you're doing a great job. Nobody ever mentions the rest. Right. So, you know, you give like... You give SZA and Isaiah Rashad and all them the, the the fact that like they have highly praised projects and so forth and so on, and everybody kind of get lazy. But then you got like J Rock who's trying to top the last album with visuals and tracks. Like if you seen the um the track he did with with Kendrick, mm-hmm. the visuals for that is crazy. You look at the video, you can definitely tell they sat on that and they got mad creative. You know, you jump from to Pimp a Butterfly to them, and it's just like he definitely changed it up. You know, he played with it a lot more. Yeah, he didn't try to improve him. Like, he didn't try to outdo To Pimp a Butterfly. He nah. just completely switched I think style. he acknowledged that To Pimp a Butterfly is a classic. Yeah, that's his best body of work. Yes, and you can't you can't top a classic. You can make good albums, mm-hmm. but you can't top a classic. Just like Drake. You can't top Take, take Care. Take Care, nope. He tries. You can try. <laughs> and as long as you're making good albums still, I feel you. But you can't top it. Just like yeah. no matter what Nas did before and what Nas did after, you're not going to top Illmatic. Yeah. And, like, in light of albums, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like making a cohesive body of work is kind of lost. So how important it, how important is it for you to make, like, a cohesive body of work when it comes to your music? I feel like that's the only way I can really make music. Mm-hmm. I feel like it has to have some kind of concept um, concept behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like, unless it's, like, a mixtape, and even then I still try to give the mixtape some kind of content mm-hmm. beyond just, like, showing people I can rap, I could put a good um, track together. I feel like... Full on project should definitely have some kind of content behind mm-hmm. it. Not enough people do that, you know. So it's just like it's it's kind of like it's kind of something. It's it's looking like a lost art kind of. And I like the fact that like this year a lot of it's coming back. Like mm-hmm. Cole spent a lot of last year jumping on like certain features that like stood out. And I started to notice that all the artists that I thought was trash, because I didn't like Tony Montana. <laughs> um, but I, I am and I was was a great album. Yeah. It was. Yeah. You know, you can tell that, that he was in a different mindset. He actually wanted to say something. I don't like Moneybag, yo. I still don't like Moneybag, yo. <laughs> I didn't listen to Offset's album, but I listened to the track with Cole on it. Um, I listened to Royce the Five Nine's album. I listened to Black's album. I listened to a bunch of albums actually, but I was, the ones that Cole decided he wanted to feature on, you can tell the, like, the albums that the full-on album of the tracks that he's featured in is different than prior projects or prior bodies mm-hmm. of work. They wanted to talk more about stuff. Moving from last year into this year, you're getting fully concept albums now. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to, like, start talking again. It's like we're not going to make fun tracks and, and just, like, party tracks all the time now. So now I'm hearing about, like, 
more artists that's popping out. You you give artists like Smino and Saba a chance to come to the forefront. Smino's amazing. Smino, Saba, No Name. Yeah. Um, Chance. No Name is amazing. I, and she has something. I think she has something else coming. Her last project was amazing. Yes. I love No Name. I've been with No Name since. I've been with No Name since 2014 because Mick Jenkins is one of my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. When she did the Comfortable feature, they did Realer Than Most. I fell in love with the whole Chicago Renaissance scene, like Chance, No Name, Saba, Vic Mensa. Um, you have a few other artists coming out of um, out of the shot right now too, and it's just like when you got all that talent down there, and then you realize that like the only reason that you haven't heard of them is because we have Lil Pumps, Lil Yachty's, um, and all the smoke. What, what smoke perp? I don't know. Like it's all these. Like, it's all these. It's just you could just throw them out, like but, really. But you don't hear about them anymore now. You so, don't. So now you hear about Boz, you hear about Kaz, you hear about Jid. Boogie, Boogie is an amazing artist. Mm-hmm. He just dropped um, he just dropped an album called um, Everything's for Sale, straight out of L.A. Um, amazing, great album. And then you get to see Dreamville's work ethic. Jid, Sounds it, like J Cole's one of your biggest oh, inspirations. Yes. J Cole. Why is that? Um, I feel like he's a real grounded, down to earth dude. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Um, I feel like when you when you watch how J. Cole talks to people or just, like, listen to what he's really talking about and even the way that he moves, you got to respect him. You know, like, I don't feel like Cole moves in, in the same way that a lot of other artists move. For when I've been to a few of, of Cole's shows before, so mm-hmm. even the energy, the way that he performs, I, me, myself, I'm not the kind of performer that's going to get on stage and jump around all over stage. Right. I love the fact that Cole would direct his attention to, to certain... Wherever he directs his attention, everyone else would direct their attention to him. Yeah. You know, he's there so that he's at the forefront of it all, and you have no no choice but to kind of, like, gravitate to wherever he's at. But then, like, you look at the fact that, like, Cole is a top-tier artist. Top-tier. You got Cole, you got Drake, you got um Kendrick. You could throw a fourth there if you want to, but <laughs> you got those three at least, you know? And then, like, you look at who's doing what for who. I feel like Cole is probably one of the more involved artists when it comes to like the, the up and comers. Mm-hmm. You look at the Revenge of the Dreamers project that's coming up. In comparison to all the industry names that you got, you'll see more up and comers on it than anything. You got 70 to 100 different people involved in the project, 123 songs recorded, but yet there's a lot of names on it that you won't know. You got Smino, you got Saba, you got Isaiah Rashad, you got Sir, you got Kaz, you got Boss J. Loot Omen, you got Ari Lennox. You know, when you got a whole list of names. Oh, th- great artists. You got a whole, and they're great. But the thing is, people don't know about them as much. Yeah. So when a, a top tier. that push. Yeah, when a top tier artist takes like takes the, the, that moment, throws his name on a project, and not only only throws his name, but gets involved with all the artists that should be coming up, that mm-hmm. we should be like giving eyes to. Saba had an amazing album last year. Care For Me was amazing. They don't get talked about enough, but it was an amazing album. Yeah. I want to go see him on tour, but he's on, he's currently on the European tour, I believe. You take all those artists and you get them invo- involved with the project, and then you throw on a few extra. He got black on the project too, um, and you got Earth Gang. People don't know like how all that yeah. connects. They don't know that um, Jid, Earth Gang, and 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 Black was all a part of yeah. Spillavi- um, Spillavi- Village, and and it, they don't know the whole chemistry behind that. So then you look at it, and it's just like by the time people are done looking through the track list and who's featured, they won't know who's who from who. I'll give Cole credit for that because there are. I'll- all those artists that you named are all amazing, amazing artists. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely like commendable. Do you listen to like um, 
like switching gears a little bit like do you mm-hmm. listen to any like local artists yes and have you worked with any of them um i'm in the midst of working with a lot more local artists aside from my um my collective right um recently samad um samad savage he's a montclair native um he just finished mixing a a project between me and a friend um iffy um that's slated to come out real soon so i have a lot of joint projects dropping this year i want to kind of mend sounds and see how those work out um chris patrick's been doing his thing we're supposed to have a track coming um jay wonder's been doing his thing i'm recently in talks with him to to see what we can do about getting something going as well um how important is it chin for all these artists to kind of like come together and collaborate with each other i feel like it's really important one thing i can honestly say is that jersey as a as a state probably has some of the most potent potential aside from like anything i can say about um chicago chicago Mm -hmm. definitely has it as a matter of fact one of the artists in my collective is from chicago am so Jersey as like an overall state, I feel like we have some of the most potent content that's yeah. like coming out, but it's coming out not even just underground, but like under underground, you know, like we're not getting like the proper attention that we need. But then you have like a few artists right now that's kind of breaking through. So like Albiao, you got Marcus but he's been breaking Arraya. through for years, though, <laughs> Albiao. But the, like and that's the crazy thing. Like, all right. I, first off, shout out to Marcus Arraya because he's been doing this thing. Shout out to Samad Savage. They've mm-hmm. both been doing their thing. Um, two completely different sounds, but I like them both. As you can see from the artists that I was naming before, that's more so where I stick with it. But mm-hmm. Marcus Sarai has a completely different sound that I still, I feel like I, I, I really like listening to. He's really doing his thing with it. But um, I feel like when it comes to like Jersey artists popping, it's gonna take that one artist that actually really cares about Jersey to start bringing. And attention. I like that you said that because we tend to get lost well, since we are in between like Philly and New York. People always tend to like, oh, I'm from New York, I'm from Philly, but nobody really be like, oh, I'm from it's Jersey. Because look at Fetty, look at Fetty Wap, right? Right. He popped. You had his what, seventeen thirty eight crew, or whatever. Right. But aside from that, Fetty popped, and then worked with everyone else. Mm-hmm. You had an entire Jersey scene. He worked with everyone else. That he really could have put on. He could have put on hot. mad people. Yeah. Not only were you hot, you were working with the hottest cat in the game. He was working with Drake. You feel me? You got what's um her name Coyle Ray. She recently popped out of Jersey. Not only did she just pop out of Jersey, she also had her. She was also a part of the soundtrack for the the animated Spider Man movie that mm-hmm. just came out. Mm-hmm. You no, know, so you're obviously doing some things. You got these artists that as soon as they they catch some wind in Jersey, they leave Jersey. They work with everyone else. They build their teams outside of Jersey. Do whatever they want to do away from Jersey. Scissors from Jersey. Mm-hmm. Where are the Jersey people at? You know? <laughs> like, and I love Scissor. You feel me? Where are the Jersey people at? There's so many. And, and being from here, I'm, I know you had to be around other artists here that that impressed you or you yeah. or made you feel like you know what? I'll, this person like. Yeah. So it's like, because when from you the, when you hear an artist from like New York or Philly, you hear them say, "Oh, I'm from New York. I'm from Philly." And they all the hard. time. They rap a hard. When you hear when people come out of Jersey, they never be like, "Yo, I'm from Jersey. I'm from Jersey." Because people might look at you and be like, "Jersey." <laughs> What? Why? Like, but no, you gotta really you gotta be confident in where you're from. And I don't, I don't know what it is. Our suburbs is just just as good as um others. Our hoods right. is just as bad as others. Right. Like, it ain't no different got over all here. Camden, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it ain't no different over here. So it's just like I don't I don't know how. Like yeah, so battle rap. You had the battle rappers that were actually like taking off, but then, like for some reason the support that they were getting is not the same as as it was a few years back. You know, because battle rappers are rap wherever they're from, no matter who. Arsenal's yeah. rapping straight out of um, out of Jersey. Sue Surf, you know, Shotgun Shook. 
When it's people like, hear Jersey, I think they just think of club music and they keep it pushing. Yeah, because that's all we be doing. Like, that's all we be giving the right attention just to. Remixes. That's all they think about. You all tell they s- do is dance. <laughs> like, you tell somebody that you were a Jersey rapper, they're like, oh, that's dope, da, da, da. But you tell somebody you got you this Jersey DJ? club song that's popping right yeah. now, they're going to listen. It's just like, dang, that's crazy. Because I just dropped a track. I want you to listen. But he just told you there's a club mix out and you already sharing that to your right. homies. It's already so got like what, a million streams on SoundCloud like, what's and YouTube. What's going on? <laughs> and the worst part about it is like you're not even really gonna get paid paid from that. Like right. you're gonna spin it in a few clubs or whatever, but you're not throwing it on those streaming services or really catching numbers from that. <laughs> so it's like it's really, ain't no music video coming for that. You're gonna get attention <laughs> and then you're gonna fall off. If they decide to do a new dance, then there might be a music yeah, video. Like what? Look, <laughs> at somebody's peer. Look at the R. Kelly thing. Oh, the, the, how they first off the R. Kelly thing is. Wild. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm allowed to say his name on air, but um, you take like the clips of him with that interview. They already turned that into a club dance, like, yeah, and it's hot. Yo, nah, it was wild. It was wild. I saw it. I saw it with the little clip on Instagram, and I was dying. I was like, Yo, R. Kelly going to sue and get money from that. Yeah, they like, I don't, I don't know. Like Jersey, I feel like Jersey. Uh, one thing I can't say though, a lot of the underground scene for Jersey, we're working with each other heavy, which is great. Like, real heavy. Like, heavier than I've, I've ever seen before. A lot of Jersey artists are working strictly within Jersey. Like, I work with a lot of Jersey artists, but I also make sure that I still remember that there's outside artists, too. Yeah. So, like, I released, recently released a track called Clear Thoughts, and it's featuring um, a friend of mine named Chin from out of Boston. I have New York artists. I have Maryland artists. That's um, dope. LB1990X. People should expect him on the mm-hmm. album. He's straight out of the DMC. I have artists out of Philly, so I, I want to work with everybody, but I make sure that I still have... A, a certain crew within Jersey, like um, the, never forget your foundation. Yeah, I have a whole yeah. media team. I have a whole crew in Jersey. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So, to conclude today's show, I want to play a little game with you. It's not necessarily a game. It's just um, just me asking like questions about yourself, right? right? So first, what is your sign? I am going to judge you based off of your answer. Hey but. yo, first off, I'm a proud Leo. Oh <laughs> Leo, oh okay, good, I'm a proud good, Leo. Good, 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 good. <laughs> None but Leos in here. Great. All right, I'm a, pr- I'm a proud Leo. Like August or July? <laughs> August. Period. August what? August 8th. All right. That's my pop-up's birthday. <laughs> you feel me? 0808. We right there. There you go. Good. Spirit animal. Spirit animal. Ooh. I'm like a wolf. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> why? I don't know why. Wolf? Wolves is always like, those is always my animals. Like, you, some Leo's be corny be like, lion, da-da. Nah, mine was like a wolf. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I, I like that whole wolf thing. Like, werewolves and regular mm-hmm. wolves and all that. I like the whole pack thing and everything. Like, I feel like it's mad dope. <laughs> I have like leader qualities, so like I'm I'm head of the pack. Yeah, Leos <laughs> Leos are so prideful that whenever we get asked, "What is our spirit animal?" A lion. Like, it's always a lion. <laughs> like I, I had to jump out because it used to be lion. Like when I was younger, I used to try to roar like a lion. And everything. If you ask me now, I sounded like a lion when I was younger. When I used to roar. <laughs> like I ain't sound like no kid. You feel me? But the older I got, I realized like I have like mad leader qualities. Mm-hmm. And like on top of that, like wolves is really like my my animal of choice. So. I fall more in line with like wolves. That's my spirit animal. Awesome. I, d- I took a spirit animal test recently. It was oh, a tiger. A test that. Yeah, no, yeah. You go on Google. I can see that. It was a tiger. I can see you being I don't tiger. know why. I forgot what was the qualifications for me to become a tiger, but it was a tiger. <laughs> I want to take said, mine now. I want to take a test now. Yeah. Uh, worst job you have ever had? Ooh. I hope they hit me on ear too. Let me see. <laughs> worst job I ever had. It would have to. Mm, nah, I made money there. <laughs> <laughs> it was um Fresh City at St. Barnabas Hospital. 
And it was like a store inside of the hospital? It's like a, a secondary cafeteria. Okay. But the pay was bad, and the managers were like overly strict for such bad pay. <laughs> How much did you get paid? Like nine fifty an hour. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Plus the hours were like wild. It was like, I'm working too hard to get the same check as somebody getting paid $11 an hour with less hours. It's just like, nah, it's not for me. What is your favorite album by your favorite artist? So your favorite artist, is it J. Cole? Yes, my favorite artist is J. And it Cole. better be Born Center. That's all I want to hear. I don't know. Like, you don't like Forest Hills Drive? That's what I'm saying. All right, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm spoiling. I have a physical copy of Forest Hills Drive in my house. But. You know, because that's difficult for me. So what I'm going to do, I'm going <laughs> to hit you with three, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. So my, my favorite old school album and artist would be Nas Illmatic. Classic. And then right after that, it would be Cole 2014 Forest Hills Drive. And then if we're talking underground, it would be <laughs> Saba Pivot Bucket List. Yeah, like I have to throw like an underground in there. Like it can't just be the the well knowns. Like mm-hmm. Saba Pivot. If and if it's not Saba Pivot, it's Mick Jenkins' The Waters. Right. Because like, Mick is literally like Mick was kind of like grounding foundation when I was like finally like writing. Like if you use him to teach me, which was weird enough. So. That is the that's the best way you can answer that question. You give a classic, you get like a recent one, and then you give like an underground. Like that's the best way you can answer a question like that. Like, I feel like it's necessary. Like everybody. You ask a lot of people, they're going to throw um, Jay-Z in there. Yeah. They can't name a handful of his tracks, but they can name a project. That's corny. <laughs> <laughs> like, you ask somebody what's their favorite J. Cole, um, 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 Jay-Z album, they're going to be like, Blueprint. Which one? How many are there? Right. What? <laughs> right. All right, which track off it? Um, The one, uh, 99 Problems. Of course, the most generic one. Like, what? Yeah. Come on. I mean, I'm biased toward board, uh, towards Born Center because that's that's my favorite. That's no, my favorite Cole album. It's a great album, but like, Born it's C- not as cohesive though as like 2014, in my opinion. You know what? But between I love Born, Born Center, Center and, four, and 2014, either one could go for classic. That's the crazy part. Because mm-hmm. 2014 is definitely classic, but so is Born Center, and literally either one could go for classic. But if we're talking like, we're talking. Like real in depth, like I felt this wholeheartedly. I feel like he transitions through every different possible thing you could talk about on mm-hmm. an album. Really made me feel it, and I feel like this is called his prime. Fourteen is his classic album. There you go. Uh, the genre of music that nobody would expect you to listen to. Oh, please give me a good one. It would be like either jazz or rock. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, cause like I try to fuse a lot. Like when I I um I, I used to do painting and and um drawing and mm-hmm. I used to be like a, a regular like like when people talk artists before I was mm-hmm. one of those like not like an artist artist now where I'm like doing music so like I was hoping for country <laughs> nah I'm, I'm you're not gonna get me with the country, country nah like you're not gonna get music. me with the country um <laughs> now because I listen to like a lot of Gorillas Lincoln Park Paramore yeah. Um, well, they all day. they all seem to like mix hip hop with their music yeah. too, it's especially Gorillaz. Yeah, it's a lot of fusion. But then like um, jazz, I listen. Well, jazz is actually more of a fusion because I like like Masego. Okay, yeah, like Mas- Masego's great. Masego's on the album. Yep, not my album. <laughs> He's on the dream. Oh, I'm about to say, now you're having a feature <laughs> with Masego, you just skating right past that. Hey, one. yo, nah, Masego's <laughs> on the dream album, but Masego is probably um he's one of my favorite um artists in terms of like blending different sounds and yeah. fusing. Yeah. I like like neo soul, jazz fusion, um, and alternative rap. So like those would be like my 
Those would be my, like my go-tos because like I listen to a lot of rap when I'm around people. It's mm-hmm. so, like they won't expect to like on my downtime I'm bumping like Careful by Par- um, by Paramore, right? Or like the end or the the vine by Link. Careful's like, great. What that yo, intro with the guitar and what? it just jumps right. Hey yo, as long as you understand or tomorrow <laughs> comes um tomorrow comes today by Gorillaz. Yeah, Dirty Harry like they won't expect that. So like yeah. they'll hear it and be like, what are you listening to? Just you know Lincoln Park. Yeah. Okay. So Chilling. final question. Ready. Okay. Who do you think has the biggest impact on music? <laughs> That's not fair, man. That's not fair. It's not fair because it's Drake. You know? Yeah. Like, if we're talking, like, right now in the past few years, uh-huh. it's, it's Drake. <laughs> it, it, and it really is. It really is. And it's just because, like, all right. I can see it. Look at it. And it's unfortunate <laughs> because. Yeah, because he's so mainstream. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, it's not even just him being mainstream because you got a bunch of mainstream artists. It's the fact that, like, Drake solidified a legacy, right? So look at it this way. Drake went from being, like, the up-and-comer to the solidified stamp in the game. And then he turned from that to, like, the T-Pain in the game where mm-hmm. everybody would throw T-Pain on something. You feel me? So now you got Drake on, I'm all on one, and new friends and everything. Drake is the go guy. Yeah. To the point where, like, Drake became so high in the game that if Drake laid a verse on your track, that was the new way. It was a guarantee to hit. You know, like, look so at like, Lil Baby. Like, all the trash people. Drake gave a verse. To, yeah. Well, I'm going to call it as it is. Like, Drake gave a verse to all the people that shouldn't have gotten a verse and then put them on. Drake took people's tracks. Black, was it Block Boy? Block Boy JB. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, these are little, little things that you could jam to real quick. But nothing that should influence a whole sound. Damn, yo. I love Lil Baby, too. I don't like, yo. I don't like Baby. I don't like Gunna. I don't like Block Boy. I don't like Young Thug. I don't like Uzi. My feelings I'm going to tell you right. I don't like... I'm attacked. Literally, it's fine. I'm, I'm underground. Like, I love all that. I hate all the other stuff. It's though. fine. You like quality music. I have to, though. <laughs> it's fine. I have to. Because you know what's crazy? Things <laughs> go in a cycle. And we never had so much non-quality music before until these past few years. And we're finally getting back to that whole conceptual everything. True. You feel me? It's fine. Like, no, no, you're 100% correct. Like, first off, when OG Mako and, and Uzi and, and Thug was breaking out in the scene and you had, you guessed it and all that and best from best friend, you had all the the... the all the unnecessary extra stuff, the aggressiveness and the, like, all this. It changed everything. And then, like, it was interesting to see people come out and play with sounds and everything. It was interesting at first. And then you had the people that weren't that way at all. So the people that was coming out, they came out that way because that's how they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he does that. Like, he can rap when he wants to, but he can also get mad aggressive because he knows that, like, people want to hear that sometimes. Uzi, Uzi... Raps way different now than he used to. Yeah, I but you watched can tell, that video where yeah. he ch- literally yeah. changed over time. But then, like, at the same time, <laughs> Uzi, you can tell that that's Uzi coming straight through. Yeah. Same with Thug. Nothing's really changed about Thug. He's, if anything, he's more accelerated what he does. But then you have artists that come out and they take what they've seen and it's just like, I'm going to take his image, I'm going to take his sound, I'm going to take his voice. Mm-hmm. And then you get, like... Trippy Reds. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what? I do enjoy a good Trippy Red moment at a, oh, at a yeah. party. <laughs> Dark Knight Gummo is his best track. You know what? I enjoy a lot of those artists at like a party, but 
I mean, I love little baby, period. I don't know what's no, wrong. What? Why? I do. I don't know. Okay, so I have an issue with these rappers. Yeah. <laughs> right? Every time I say I like a rapper, they do something that makes me not like them. So, like, with Blueface, like, I love Blueface. Oh, my But God. then, <laughs> and then I saw Blueface. that video of him, like, throwing, like, money at those strippers in the club. Oh, them, them hard stacks? Yeah, I was hey, like, yo. yeah, that's not okay. So. I can't get... Gotta move off. on. No, what really <laughs> irritates me about Drake, though, which this is what really makes it unfortunate uh-huh. that he's the guy that could, like, shift anything within the industry. Drake don't credit people. You remember the whole issue with Controller? Yeah. Like, with PopCon? Yeah. And I was like, yo, he really didn't... Because he crit- didn't give PopCon the album credit. He gave PopCon the radio credit. It's that was crazy, not making though. nothing, yo. It's even worse about it is he signed PopCon. Yeah. But and, and you could have slapped him on the album. That's a, that's such a scary thing to do for Drake. That's a scary thing to do for Drake. I don't I don't know if Drake understands who he be paying with, but <laughs> I, I guess nowadays Drake is like he, he that cat. You feel me? So he yeah. be like he can do certain things and all that. Drake throw people on his label that he don't do nothing with. And the thing is, you can't throw somebody like Popcorn really? on your label and not do nothing with him. You know, like you had. I'll, I'll be mad if I was just a radio single, not what? an album. I'll be so mad. Bro, imagine joining OVO and then like. People forget that, like, imagine people knowing you before you joined OVO. Yeah. And then you join OVO, and then people forgot that you ever existed. Yeah. And then you have to remind them that you're party next door. Yeah. Because <laughs> he came here, and he was bitter. He was so, yo, he came to Kane, and he was so mad. Like, He was come like, on. I wrote this song, and this is how it's supposed Let's to Let's be real. Like, come on, imagine... Imagine really stepping in a building. People are supposed to know you. You was you was that guy. Then you signed to the guy, and then now you're nobody. Yeah. Now you're just somebody's producer. That's harsh. Yep. Yo, I, uh, what? Majid Jordan. My, they yeah. dropped yeah. the album. Mm-hmm. Yes. Flopped. What? Great album. Great album. Flopped. Yeah. In between. You got like I love McCohen. Yo, talented. Talented. Is he part of OVO? He got dropped. My bad. No, no. Let me let me not say that. He ain't get dropped. Him and Drake. Yeah, but. they they butt heads, yeah. you know, and it's just crazy because like then you look at like look at Dram. Dram is another artist that I, I loved, and I don't know where he went. You had Cha Cha <laughs> after Broccoli. You, nah, uh, do, yo, I was like, the crazy part is no, no, the crazy part is Broccoli brought him back. <laughs> Gag. No, 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 that's the that's the worst part. <laughs> you remember when you remember when like um Cha Cha came out? Oh, yeah, like, Cha Cha. Okay, and then Hotline Bling came out. Oh. And then they forgot that Cha Cha is Hotline Bling, and then Dram was no longer Dram, and then he had to make a comeback with Broccoli with Lil Yachty. Thank and you. Then I, I, this this I, do. I study. This is what I do. This is that that's amazing. You feel me? <laughs> wow. He, he, Broccoli brought him back, yeah. and then after Broccoli died out, not only did the feature artist, which is Dram, die out, but so did the main artist. Yeah. Cause don't nobody care about Lil Yachty no more. You know what? Thank you for all that. Like, <laughs> so it's like. Drake yeah. being the Drake being like the top guy, like I wish it was. I don't want it to be Kendrick. Kendrick, go where he at. Like Kendrick, do his thing and he do his thing solo. Yeah, you know, being a, a part of a, a TDE collective and all that, and Black Hippie as a group, he do his thing. But in terms in in terms of like being an artist, he do his thing solo. I feel like Cole should be the person that's like up there. Cole's like he said it best. Like he's the middle child. He's literally like mending bridges, like between mainstream and underground and mm-hmm. and up and coming. You know, Cole should be the one that's kind of like changing how things KOD is a complete album of him taking all the people that he was complaining about using all their flows and their sounds making it lyrical Biggest and making troll. a what and making a hot <laughs> album off of it and then at the very end of it telling them off on 1985 
I didn't listen to that album. I listened to the album. No, nah, it's a good. It's not a classic season. album, but it's a good album. I mean, he did. He had a point. <laughs> he wanted to make it. He did. He did. It's it's the equivalent of damn. I'll say that. Yeah. Because like, if you're talking like, what's called the album before um before, before Born Sin? Uh oh oh uh the real story the yeah. true the life sign line story <laughs> sign line story there yeah. you go okay I said true life a real story I don't that's, know what the hell to call it yep. that's not on par with Good Kid Mad City not at all no and Good Kid Mad City are you the same way I told you that Cole had two albums that could potentially be classic uh-huh. the two classic albums that could be um um for Kendrick would be Good Kid or um To Pimp a Butterfly yes I had yes. a discussion with with Ify and, and and my friend um Soul Press the other day. The Good Kid beats out Cole's um album of that time. To Pimp a Butterfly beats out. I think there's no argument with that one. All right. <laughs> we all understand that. To Pimp a Butterfly, it beats out um out um Born Sinner. Yeah. But it goes hand in hand with 2014. Yes. But then Damn and KOD, I feel like they stand right next to each other. So whatever's coming next. I needed to be like I needed to be that like Cole was like Cole's going into a direction where it's just like he took a minute he was just Cole no features no nothing he wanted to do his own thing he wanted to really like find himself he found himself and now he's stepping back into the forefront yeah I want to see what it looks like when the limelight's back on him yeah so yeah that's where I'm at with it that's cool so thank you for today's interview of course so just tell everybody information once again all right, my name you. is Haas. Once again, I'm a Jersey native. You can find me on Instagram at Just Haas, J-U-S-T-H-U-A-S. You can find me and The Collective. Uh, we have a show coming up in Brooklyn, New York on the 19th of April. Um, hit me up on Instagram if you're trying to come out. Once again, I am Haas, you know, hashtag the faction. There you go. Uh, so thank you to everybody for tuning in to the Devon Hour. Destiny? Yep. You talk to her? Yep. <laughs> Yo. Uh, so yeah, we only got a couple episodes left before the semester's over. It's a wrap. Yep. It's time to go. And then after that, straight to Jersey City. Period. Yep. Period. Yo. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys. Well, you hear us next week.